Yeah, we're bouncing now, George. We're bouncing. Hello, everybody. Uh, Uh. Damn, girl. What are we talking about today, Charlie? The fourth album from Outcast, Stankonia. Outcast. Ah, hell yeah. It's going to get stinky. Oh, boy. It's going to get funky. We're doing one of hip hop's. Premier, premier gems uh, as far as the genre entirely is concerned. Yeah, motherfucking outcast, powerful outcast. Uh, And and I was looking at the release date. It not only came out in 2000, but it came out on Halloween. So the freaks of hip hop come out uh, blazing on in uh, 2000. Uh, Yeah, and and we're following up. Not uh, we kind of like to have some kind of theme. we did Tribe Called Quest, and we, you know, we had our hardcore battle about both out al- both uh, bands. Um, but I, I think Outcast, you know, took the maybe not the torch, but what's the baton? The baton, mm-hmm. and they, you know, ran from it there and became the the biggest group, hip hop group, and maybe one of the best. Everyone's got their opinions about it, but uh, yeah, this is them coming their fourth time they've already written three masterpieces what does that mean for some people but just three solid albums like these guys came right out almost like tri- or exactly like tribe did with just three ba- bangers was i about to say <laughs> it started it's starting everyone we, can, we should play a uh this is music podcast drinking game yeah where every time one of either charlie or myself say Anger, you can drink whatever you guys want. That's, and just to be fair, we'll follow the, our own yeah, rules. Yeah. So I'll have a drink. Hold on, drink to, to that. Today, Cheers. yeah, we're drinking a fine Pilsner beer, Miller Lite. Miller Lite. Uh, brought to you by Miller Lite. God damn, that's refreshing. Mm, that's a banger. Mm-hmm. Get it? <laughs> oh man, I have to drink oh, again. Shit. God damn it, Charlie. Uh, so yeah, um, I think this is where Outcast established themselves as the greatest hip-hop because they came out with album number four and they also we, we don't even have to talk about their album after this which <coughs> was one album of the year mm-hmm. they just went up uh, the mountain up to the top and then they, they made a soundtrack after that but I mean these guys just kept getting better and better and weirder and more out there and they kept going even less hip-hop and started getting into other genres well that's exactly what this album was um, yeah, this is the them break. coming yeah them coming into this uh, they did not. They both stayed away from hip hop for a while. 
they wouldn't even listen to, to it. They weren't even listening to it. They were listening to like Hendrix and Clapton and you know some of the rock and roll greats, uh, um, and just kind of didn't want to get. Maybe I'm assuming they didn't want to just be stale. So they yeah. listen to other shit for inspiration for yeah. what? I'm assuming it's some sort of inspiration. They they didn't want to be stale and they thought commercial hip hop was getting stale and that's mm-hmm. kind of the whole bounce baby bounce. Every song was bounce, bounce, mm-hmm. let's bounce. Everyone like that's all the choruses were saying and everything had to be nothing wrong with this, but everything was just party song. There was no substance there and they they felt you know, they wanted to put some soul back into the music again and just mix it up. Let's, everyone's kind of just resting on this same sound. And, I mean, they named themselves Outkast mm-hmm. for, uh, uh, for a reason. I think so. Uh, uh, with, with this one, if the, talk about substance. I mean, in here you have, uh, well, I guess sex is not necessarily a, a thing of substance necessarily, but they have, you know, talks about love and women and uh, poverty and racism and yeah. just government capitalism they cover a lot of ground yeah uh message wise in in this in this album that makes that's what makes it so much better is you have such i mean how many songs total is 24 things including the interludes yeah there's such a range of topics that they do they're not all not everything of course some of them you know they're they're talking about typical rap stuff hip-hop stuff um but they're also talking about well, even even in that little category of sex, it's like, what's the outcome? Instead of just like, I want to have sex with this person, I want to fuck this person. It's like, well, then you got Miss Jackson. Well, then I had a kid with this person, and now I have a relationship. It's mm-hmm. time to be a grown up. Now you got to make money, and how are you going to support this? You got toilet Tisha later on getting pregnant and committing suicide. Like, there's yeah. all the repercussions of this whole sex yeah. life. And, and, and them talking about stuff that's fucking actually happening. Yeah, to them. With, especially to the African American community where stuff they're they're it's these are narratives of stories that maybe i don't know 100 percent are true to, to something they know but yeah the, these stories repeat themselves hundreds and thousands or over and, and over again and in 2016 with the internet out and all the stories everyone is more of aware of it now the whole white america culture but even back in 2000 it was still the internet was there but it was not the internet so this is all pre pre that and yeah it's kind of telling the story of they they come from a pretty rough area mm-hmm. of atlanta um, they're, like, they're from Atlanta. Yeah, they they like to mention <laughs> that. Um, it, it, I did not know that. I, I, this is their fourth album, but they they started off kind of more gangster rap with Southern Playlist <clears throat> Cadillac music. Mm-hmm. Great Southern album. Playlist Cadillac funky music. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow, yeah. I already messed that up. Yeah. Uh, A great fucking album. Great album, but it, more in that genre. Um, and then they switched it up after that and went to the AT Aliens. Which is ATL, George, for Atlanta. Just a is that what it is? No idea. Oh, that's a clever play on words. I, I just found that out in my research. <laughs> just kidding. Um, and then they uh, went to Aquemini, which is both of their hor- uh, horoscope signs. Um, and th- and those two albums were not gangster. Well, uh, Big Boy. So you got Big Boy and Andre Three Thousand. We're acting like everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. Don't know we can guys. start with that. Andre yeah. Three Thousand, Andre Benjamin, and uh, Big Boy. Antoine, Ooh, yeah, um, uh, Antoine Patton, Antoine Andre Patton. These guys met in school, and they they were other rappers too, but they just came the cream of the crop of the rapping in their school, and they were actually not not enemies, but they there was competitiveness, which is in hip hop. They were mm-hmm. the two best, 
for a while I think they were gonna plan to do their own thing um, but they just there was something about them rapping and the first time they rapped together it was on a remix just them for fun on uh, Tribe Called Quest scenario mm-hmm. that was the song that sparked it up so that's a nice kind of jump again from that torch of what Tribe Called Quest started I think Outkast took and ran with it um, yeah so you got these two guys you, you get the more kind of um, gangster rap first album which is just phenomenal and that's all produced by organized noise and there's a great documentary on netflix about organized noise and they, they'll get into outcast because that's their biggest um band that they produce besides they produce the song tlc waterfalls which is their biggest jam mm-hmm. so great documentary you should watch that um and these guys all started out it's called the dungeon family and there's goody mob and there's CeeLo. Uh, and other rappers that were all part of this movement and they literally just the dungeon was a cellar in a house this tiny little house with like uh, dirt floors and they just started making music from there and they were all like 18 Andre 3000 dropped out of high school he was focused he's like I'm doing music that's it uh, big boy stayed in school because he had this kind of family issue going on if he messed up he'd be sent back to another family member um, but these guys were, they had a vision right from 17, 18, kind of incredible. Just those certain dudes that just, they're, it, this they make it. or break it. Yeah. They're going for it. Yeah. Um, so then you got the two albums before this that were mellow and just, but funky. And, you know, like I was saying earlier, we were listening to some of it, just blunted music, just relaxed, chill. They got a couple of up bangers, if you uh-huh. will, drink. You know, Rosa Parks and a couple mm-hmm. songs like that. But for the most part, oh, it's pretty... Pre- previous to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were more laid back, man. And maybe that's why they weren't so mainstream. Because they didn't have... Come the, on, everyone, bounce, song. bounce. The club song. Yeah, besides Rosa Parks. I yeah. think that was a, a big one for them. And, well, there were actually a couple uh, big songs on Southern Playlist. But again, just not... They weren't... What they became was household names where... You know, your mom knows these songs now. This album became yeah. this album put them in top forty yeah, pop for sure. And and it's not one song no. on here. It's it's probably four or five songs that became. Two everybody them, knows their songs. Two of them are just like hip hop's top ten. Yeah, you know of all like, time. Moms know the songs, yeah. kind of thing. Um, and we'll definitely get into those. So the they recorded you said that they recorded in that in they, they were making the music in that little house or did they actually record in no that? so that that's kind of their upbringing but, but so by the time they come to this album they've been doing pretty well touring making some money they bought themselves their own recording studio Stankonia yeah. record mm-hmm. uh, recording, recording studio uh, it was previously owned by Bobby Brown we all know Bobby Brown powerful uh, uh, and it kind of had a sentimental value to them because that's where they first recorded the first time they ever rapped together on a recording was for TLC's What About Your Friends, a remix they did. So it kind of had a special value to them anyways. Uh-huh. Um, so they bought the record, and it's kind of like they were going back to the old 60s and 70s where they were they didn't just want to make a record and spit it out. They wanted to spend days on mm-hmm. making sounds, beats. You know, almost like we said with the Strokes, how they would just take forever to try to get a drum sound. Yeah. That's what they were doing. And they, them buying the house and having that studio in there definitely allowed them to do that, where they weren't paying they weren't paying the studio hourly rates yeah. to like, nope. all right, we, let's, we can't afford to stay here for 12 hours. Yeah. But when you have your own place, you can you can stay as long as you yeah. fucking want, all day, all night. And that's what, that's what yeah. they did for this album. And that's for sure shows. Just the yeah. production on this on this record is... 
ridiculous. And they moved away more from Organized Noise. They, they've always kind of been, ever since the, Organized Noise did the first album, and then ever since then, it's been a back and forth, kind of half and half. Mm-hmm. And, and Organized Noise has one of the big songs on here, but for the most part, it's Earth Tone 3, which yeah. is him, uh, Andre, Big Boy, and uh, Mr. DJ. Mr. DJ. Yeah. And they do a lot of the production here. And, and also, um, Andre 2000 started getting, uh, he got into, he bought himself an acoustic guitar. He wrote some of these songs starting on acoustic. Mm-hmm. And, and the big the big movement here, the big transfer was him getting, and he's considered, and I think he is, one of the best rappers of all time, you oh, put him in the top for sure. Yeah, and th- this guy is getting sick of rapping. He wants to do melodies. He wants to sing. You know, think he, I think he's starting to get. He wants to go back to what you were talking about, Chuck Berry and Sly and the Family Stone. He wants melodies that he. I think he thinks you can grasp on. Like this music lasts forever. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. wants to write that kind of. And, and but that doesn't mean that he's not. He still throws flowing, flowing like a motherfucker. Down. Does. No, he doesn't. He does quit do rapping. a lot of the melodies and the and the hooks that everybody knows. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it shows. I was like, "Good job, Andre. You chose the right. De- you did the right decision here." And yeah. like, "All right, let's let's try singing with a little soul, a little funk, a little yeah. psychedelia, um, they jazzy, would, funky." Yeah, all, there would just be parts. There would be parts where he they they would ask him to do or, or not ask him like, what, "What's your gonna your flow here?" And he's like, "I don't want to rap here. I want to actually stop everything here and start singing this little ditty." You know, and and for Big Boy, he just wants to keep going in that trajectory of just keeping up with his rapid skills he's getting better and better if you listen mm-hmm. to big boy throughout he's just phenomenal he's got this weird like i don't know big boy's flow is the weirdest you can it's so hard to rap along to uh, I, I, it's also that his, it's like his, the contrast with 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 the two and again this is kind of like the five tip thing yeah um their contrast is so great yeah um, they don't rap. They don't have the same style. Not even close. Uh, yeah, not even close. And it, I think it's just because Andre 2000, he, he goes so far out there with his yeah. with his style. Um, and then really Big Boy can kind of just come in and do more traditional style uh, rapping. Yeah. And it fucking works. It really I mean, does. Um, if not the first, the number one, two, the number one uh, two punch combo, it's the, the, they might be the number two two punch combo. Um, but... That's neither here nor there. We, we won't even. To, we get, don't have to we're not that. even going to get into it. <laughs> and 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 another big uh, thing here is there. Before Outcast, there really wasn't a Southern movement. Like there, everyone now knows Southern hip hop, and you, you got uh, Cash Money. Um, you, you just got a huge movement. Well, now it's every hip hop is global. Yeah. But they were the first kind of true voice of the South. And I think that it was in one of the Grammy Awards. 94 where the south is back or, yeah, or south like, has something to say yeah south has something to say yeah exactly um i mean and then i mean that so they're like, like the, gods in the south yeah and then that kind of started the rockefeller uh what's no what's the dirty south dirty Rockefeller south. records yeah yeah that whole movement started going at ludicrous and, yeah um, ludicrous came out and, and again cash money all mm. this there was just it wasn't even that their music sounded like that but they just gave everyone that feeling down there like you can do it yeah you you don't you don't have to sound like New York. You don't have to sound like L.A. because mm-hmm. you had the whole New York sound going with Wu Tang and those guys, and then you had the gangster, um, G Funk, West Coast stuff going on. And the South didn't really have anyone. And Outcast. I mean, the South had did had, did have like Three Six Mafia and Goody Mob and like those like more trap. Well, stuff. Goody Mob is part of the Dungeon Family. Oh yeah. But I mean, to the, the I mean, there's always been hip hop, but not they weren't 
global. Now, yeah, now this is like this, the South has something to say. It's like, yeah. hey, pay, there's a lot of cool shit going on down yeah, here. Exactly. It's not just about the bicoastal things. Like, no, we got some shit going right. on over here. And legit and music. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I wouldn't say a combination of the two, but it's its, its own dope thing. Yeah. Where you got that Southern draw. And like, Andre, as far as for me, just not, not uh, rapping skills aside, just the draw and the twang that he has in his voice. For me, I put Ludacris just like a slight bit ahead of him, just because in, in, in a in a certain. I'm being very specific in how I put him up, put him up ahead, so it doesn't really matter. But in that, they got that southern twang is the only they like word. They overdo really their words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Draw whatever it is, uh, it's, it's fucking dope. Yeah, because you're not really here. You're in New York. You're hearing the. It's more it's laid back, smooth. You can hear the, new, but you can hear the New York in it. L.A. is not really much of an L.A. accent, but it's laid South, back. Yeah, South has an accent. Yeah, um, and you hear, it. and you know, Southern rap is 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 its own weird, funky, cool shit uh, scene that they have there. Yeah. And, and I guess they're they're put up as the the poster boys for for that, mm-hmm. and they're the ones that kind of got the South on the map, and then they ran with it. Um, and also, this is kind of the beginning of the end of Outcast as a group. We don't know what's going to happen in the future, but they haven't made a studio album since 2005, and that was just a um, some considered a, a studio album, but it was for a movie, Idlewild. Yeah. And then 2003 was their last official, so it's been 13 years. Mm-hmm. And, and even Speaker Box, the, the Love Below, I mean, I like that album a lot, but it was like almost, uh, I don't know, like the two solo albums combined. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Andre was going Prince, and he was just trying to do his own thing, and, and I, I really think that's a great record, but it's not... It's not Outcast. No, it's two it, it, solo albums. It, essentially, I mean, yeah. it's called Speaker Box slash The Love Below. Yeah. Even the even the album cover has you know Andre sitting on the throne. And yeah. Then, and then a divided picture with it, and it's yeah, it's, it's great. But it's almost it's, it's, like it's almost like the White Album, where you, if you could just put all those together, you just listen to it. You're like, this isn't a band anymore. This is just solo yeah. songs by each band member. But mm-hmm. there's only two here. Um, and they just yeah literally split it down the middle, put it out, became album of the year. So good job on that first <laughs> rap, hip hop to ever become album of the year. There you go. But anyways, back to Stankonia. Um, yeah, I think covered most of the. Uh, what, what did I have here? Uh, Stankonia. This is under three thousand. Is the place I imagined where you can open yourself up and be f- free to express anything. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of going back to what you're saying. They just have all the time to just get weird as they want. No time restraints, um, and they really want to push the envelope here. And uh, this uh, this was recorded under uh, L- LaFace Records, which is uh, L.A. Reid again, who uh, was we, t- we talked about him a little bit in um, in the Tripod Quest album, on, like kind of connected to Drive Records uh, combination. So just a little, you know. Also, it was L.A. Reid and Babyface. So those two guys pushed, you know, TLC, Tony Braxton, like kind of that that scene too. So there's, you know, there's some. They were on a good record label as far as as far as quality was concerned. But uh, yeah, and they they were just sick of hearing songs about getting paid and getting girls. They mm-hmm. wanted something a little more urgent and fierce, uh, and they wanted something that showed the chaotic times of the 21st century. 
And it's, it's, it is interesting to think that this is before 9-11. So, you know, 9-11, a lot of people became woke and, uh, you know, yeah. started questioning the government. But, I mean, I think this, this is a good segue as, as any to the first song is... Uh, Gasoline Dream. Gasoline Dreams. start a, an album off where you're trying to show the chaotic times of the 21st century this, good way to go. this would be the one I mean already the uh, one thing I'm going to bring up a few times in this uh, in this podcast is the pop cultural significance of this record that beginning the alright 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 I feel like <laughs> you hear that in regular comings and goes in conversation of just all right, something, all right, yeah, all right. yeah. But like, make you know, doing that, doing that thing there, and just like, all right. And even that's kind of how you. If, uh, I can imagine listening for this for the first time, and you're like, all right, I liked Outcast's first two albums. Let's see what they, or the first three albums. Let's see what they do uh, on this one, and just starting off that. All right, all right, all right, yeah. all right, all right. And then you're like, all right, cool, all right. And then In the don't everyone like the smell of gasoline? And he's yelling it at you. Yeah. It's coming aggressive. This oh, is yeah. not laid back anymore. You got wah wah guitars mm-hmm. going on, doing like a descending wow 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 wow. And how much does this sound like a uh, like a Rage Against the Machine song? Yeah, like especially like, that intro, just kind of like yeah. all right, and it's political, and it's got that whole thing, and even his voice. Yeah, it's, that's it's it's like Rage and Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, it, yeah, and that, and I'm sure that they took influence from you know in this time that they were listening to to hip hop. I'm sure they delved into like shit Andre 2000 played Jimi Hendrix in a biopic. So, yeah, you know. Oh yeah, he was heavily into him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just you know that that hook. Don't everybody like the smell of gasoline? We'll burn, motherfucker, burn at American dreams. Don't everybody like the taste of apple pie? Snap for your slice of life. I'm telling you why. And, and yeah, gasoline dreams. Is it just burn away? Is it the American dreams fake, or is oil the American dream? Mm-hmm. Gasoline. I think that's so. The true. Uh, yeah, it just comes out just pissed off. Yeah. Um, I, and then you know, besides this great, well, I mean, you could just stay on the course. Um, the coldest pimp, you looking for somebody to hold. The highway up to heaven, got a, to get to get a crook on the toll. Um, it's just a dark course, but you want to sing along to. It's, yeah. it's jamming. Yeah. But everything he he starts off, and then he goes into all my heroes did dope. Every nigger around me playing married or paying child support, I can't cope. 
I mean, he's at his wits' end here. Yeah, and, and you know, he, grown-up time. Absolutely, and it's a lot of grown-up, uh, a lot of grown-up topics that are being being held here. You know, it's kind of talking about the the black uh, community. I almost said blacks. The black <laughs> the black community, you know, being the uh, what's the word? held down against the, the man you yeah. know and the police and, and all that shit and you know the south ain't easy to live in and he, uh, yeah he's probably just hearing all every time he goes out on tour comes back and he mentions this later in another song but just more and more issues yeah like people getting arrested drug drug busts uh, his friends probably falling apart people marrying and cheating on everyone and just a whole bunch of mess and it sounds like he's sick of it yeah like he wants out not out of life but just out of that scene mm-hmm. I mean and, and even I think uh, Andre and, and Big Boy kind of are going two separate two different uh, top like uh, narratives that they're going for I yeah mean, Big Boy's doing drug war Big, yeah exactly the war on drugs and the line right there arrest me for this dope I didn't weigh it up or cook it you gotta charge the world cause over a million people took it look, look at me I'm out of your jurisdiction now you're looking stupid officer get off me sir don't make me call LA LA Reed um, we'll have you walking sir a couple months ago they gave Outcast the key to the city but I still gotta pay my taxes and give us no pity so it's like they're, they're, they're acknowledging who they are now but it's just like alright motherfucker like fucking relax I remember hearing that arrest me for this dope I didn't wait up or cook it you gotta charge uh, the world cause over a million people took it just beautiful yeah uh-huh. like, I mean that's a perfect uh, it's a perfect little summation of the war on drugs yeah you're going after me but they're gonna fight it anyways and there's millions of people that mm-hmm. want this mm-hmm. substance and it's kind of going into things that a thing that's kind of being discussed more now in the open now about the war on drugs and just like why are people getting you know minimum mandatory sentences for this shit yeah that's what he's saying like you have other people like Ricky I don't know what he talks about Ricky Stratton it's shitty like Ricky Stratton got a million bucks my cousin uh, Ricky Walker got 10 years doing fed time on his first drug offense fuck the police that's if you're racist or you're crooked he's not saying fuck all police only the racist and the crooked ones it's nice to uh to let that know, he you know he didn't want to just be fuck everyone, yeah, but or fuck, fuck the holies too, yeah, yeah. So he's giving him a little shit there, but it's not you know he's 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 acknowledging that it's uh, if you're you know yeah if you're a crooked cop go fuck yourself, yeah. And we were coming out of the war on drugs, but we we're also coming out of the Clinton era where he uh, did the three strike policy, yeah. Um, now it's weird when they look back on it, and who knows the reason behind it, but there was a huge drop in crime. In the 90s, after all this. Well, the 80s and the 70s and 80s were a fucked up time. I mean, yeah. We were kind of talking about it in the New York, uh, the Reed episode of like how the 70s and 80s was in New York. And yeah. it's like the movie, uh, the, the country was kind of like the movie Warriors, where there was just, you know, there was AIDS epidemic going on, crack epidemic, drugs, poverty, all this shit fucking matters. Yeah. Uh, and, and it has effect down the line. Yeah. And so, people, yeah. People wanted something done. It wasn't, it's a little both. I think once it's that, once the government overstepped their bounds and went too aggressive, and then they saw money being made from it, like the more people arrest, the more money we make. It's just, it kind of eats itself. But yeah. I, I think that's kind of where all this anger is coming from is this, his cousin's getting arrested for a first time, first offense drug bust. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? 
Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that's something that now has been talked about for a while, but it's just like, yeah. there's no need for yeah. non, non-violent offenders to be going to jail. And, you know, of course, being black doesn't help as far as the law is concerned. And, you know, and Alcast is just kind of, or Andres, or uh, Big Boys specifically is talking about that. Uh, And and then we go into the flow um, And it starts right away Andre's on a different trip He does that Kind of the The Southern accent That you're talking about The My nigga did dope I can't cow And then he's got the echo going on That's really cool It's different than The other flows he's been doing Yeah Um, Yeah. He's going in You know From the get go And that's song number one it's, yeah, Big Boy's got his cool little flow. And then they actually do have a uh, their first, I, I don't know if he comes on yet, but Cujo, who's part of Goody Mob, does the third verse. And I never really liked it that much. It just kind of like that even the music drops out and it's kind of him just doing it. But it's, I mean, it's heavily uh, biblical. Um, the verses are, there's a lot of verses right out of the Bible. And, and talking about like, here. If they kick us out, where will we go? Not to Africa, because not one of them acknowledges us as their kinfolk. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we're not wanted in America. We're not wanted back in Africa. Where the fuck is our, our home? And it's got to be frustrating when you look back on your lineage and there it stops. You know, you just like, uh, slaves. Yeah. My grandpa, my grandpa, slaves. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's your story. And how often are you hearing this in hip-hop? These kind of, you know... You know, tribal tribe kind of talked about you yeah. know, some of the, the you know the apartheid guys and whatever, but public enemy, yeah, public, yeah, for sure, yeah, not very often, and, and yeah. in a way where it's like you know you read it, you go, okay, well let me see, let me see what what the what the backstory is, especially from one of the big big stars, yeah, you know, maybe there was a ton of underground mm-hmm. hip hop that was saying it, but this is coming from this is their big moment, and they come out with gasoline dreams, just a rage against the machine. Pissed off, fueled burner of a song. Um, I didn't say. No pun intended. Yeah, and I well, I didn't. I thought burner. We wouldn't have to drink too. Oh okay. Oh good. Nice. Um, I'm drunk. I'm wasted off uh, two sips. Yep. Um, is there a sample for this? I believe there is. Yeah, you could do Flaming Youth, and it's 350 in, and this is the bass line. Let's just listen to this. There's not many samples on here compared to the ridiculous amounts that we listen to for Tribe, but this is one of them. This is Booby Night. Everybody like a taste of gasoline. We're a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah now Cast doesn't. Yeah, I mean, we, we coming off of half of Doom and Night Marauders, a heavy, heavy sample album, and then we're going to hip hop, is obviously less. Yeah. But uh, I mean, that's just kind of a dope thing about Outcast is, is, you know, they are using samples sometimes, but they're not. They're, most of the other shit is yeah. the studio musicians and production. Yeah, well, organized noise is heavily. I think that's where they got, well, not where they maybe got their influence they definitely got their influence organized those even if you go back to their other albums they do have a lot of samples but they're heavily 
they were about getting Atlanta musicians, which is, uh, this is I just love this so much, and that's why I like Outcast albums a lot. There's just this richness because it's live instrumentation, and it's original ideas, mm-hmm. maybe maybe sampled and maybe taken a little bit swipes from here and there, but there's just something there. You got live drums. I mean, that's just it's huge. At the end of the day, maybe people who aren't really listening to music might not feel it, but if you listen to Outcast, you, you get that feeling that it's a lot more just a band type mm-hmm. thing. Um, and it shows, I mean, all the shit going on in the back. I mean, for Gaslight Dreams, we didn't really go to it, but I mean, the next one in here, we're, we're, the, the instrumentation and the production of this of this album is, yeah. is fucking top notch. It really Just is. Just so much psychedelic, cool shit going on in the background. Yeah. Right? It's, it's another great headphone. headphone albums. Yeah. Of, uh, blunted in headphones and it just you can fall into the world of, of, of Stagonia yeah it, you get a little stanky listening to this album you can get lost in it and it's it's 73 minute long album because mm-hmm. there are interludes interludes are hilarious into it we'll, we'll talk about that actually when we get to one um, which is the next one oh uh, well yeah yeah um, yeah interludes hip hop a lot of times will do uh, I mean a lot of hip hop does interludes and sometimes it's like uh, you kind of it's kind of ruining the flow of the record and uh, not that this is a perfect example for uh, great interludes every time but they are entertaining to say the least yep uh, here we go with cool. the first or yeah I guess the first interlude um, cool song that is so I we even need to say it I mean if not what I was kind of going into the gasoline dreams thing as far as pop cultural references yeah. I think every single time maybe I get out of the shower um, yeah at least one point I in my head if I don't actually verbalize it ain't nobody it's so fast me I'm just so fresh and so fresh and so clean clean it's you can't yeah I think I've said it so much too that my girlfriend just does that pity laugh like oh, you, you still think that's funny like I'm so fresh so clean it's been now. 16 years get it I that mean, song by Outcast yeah. yeah you know the reference <laughs> uh, I mean dude one of the most 
goddamn albums and songs of all time. Just if 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 you don't, nobody knows the verses, but everybody knows the chorus. No, it, yeah. If if you don't know, if you never know, like I will never know what it's like to feel like a pimp. This might be the closest feeling you can get to it. I mean, do you remember the music video for this? They're just kind of behind the green screen, and they're just like going, like rocking back and forth, and they're obviously dressing, yeah. dressing the way Outkast does, yeah. um, and just you can't help but feel like a goddamn pimp listening to this song. Um, and it's kind of the first. It's kind. Of, it's the first. Uh, there is. There's only a few of these where it's just a straight uh, da- uh, braggadocious tune. Yeah. This one. Here we go. And arguably one of the most popular hip hop songs. Songs of all time. It really is. Um, your spine. Uh, I mean, here we go. You can start going and just the instrumentation of. The well, stuff going on in the background, man. Um, there's a, and there's a part I want to stop later. It's uh, the bridge, the coolest motherfuckers on yep. the planet. Love that part. But yeah, um, you got Sleepy Brown, who's there's three members of Organized Noise, the production company that does a lot. And this is this is Organized Noise, mm-hmm. so that's where you got to give props to. It just got that dirty, dirty cell sound to it. Um, Sleepy Brown is one of the members, and he's singing. He sings on the way you move. He sings on a couple other songs. He's got that smooth. Is the breakdown? I mean, this is just getting smoother and smoother. Love the background uh, vocals going on here. It's just it's Motown. Yeah. And even you know, here we go with with him. That was not a typical hip hop. No, not at all. Chorus, breakdown, hook, whatever no. it was. He's he's crooning them. That that was supposed to be. Big boy gets the first two verses, and then Andre gets the third verse, and that was his fourth verse. But instead of rapping, he does this weird mm-hmm. breakdown croon. Yeah. And it makes the song so good. I mean, honestly, you could have stayed with this like trap beat. Yeah, and then just the the chorus overnight, and then what makes it pushes it to that like sort of extra memorable level is that breakdown. And we're just like, oh, cool, a little, little, little something different. Down. Yeah. Um, it's got a sample on it that's just so funky. That bass line, I like the little like springs of synth, like the little right oh, it's there. A swells, mm, swells yeah. coming in. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually one of the notes I had. The string swells in it. And have like the glockenspiel or whatever it is kind of just ripping around in the back um yeah it's it's funky as fuck um it's yeah big boy's just throwing out his YKK on your zipper lick you like a lizard when I'm slizzard or sober six million ways to hold ya it's just the wordplay is really good It, it's hard to actually memorize again like everyone sings the chorus and when the verses come on you're like YKK on your zipper I like, I just why, it's, why make that reference everybody has YKK on their zipper it's like the, the typical the, everybody YKK makes everybody's zippers if you look on your zipper just probably say YKK and, and uh, Andre gets more into some dirty sex here uh Tell me everything that's on your nasty mind. They say you're malnutrition in need of vitamin D. Vitamin D. It's funny. It's last week when I uh, when we came to do the podcast, we were talking about your uh, 
lovely girlfriend Jill and the fact that she had a vitamin D deficiency and you kept repeating it and I was like wait are they pulling my leg here she actually have a vitamin D deficiency it's true you're like oh yeah okay never mind it's, <laughs> I haven't heard someone say vitamin D and not mean dick <laughs> in quite a while yeah <laughs> yeah there's uh, um, that's that kind of brings us right now yeah we'll play this song for her um, you're so and Frank let's hide out in the attic for about two weeks <laughs> That's Rick, Rick James and no chains and whips. I do suck lips till hip, till hips jerk and double time the boy next door is a freak. Ha ha. Yeah, Rick James was arrested uh, in the early '90s for some freaky rape allegations and chaining. Had a slave essentially. Yeah. Burned her with a crack pipe, I think. Uh, yeah. So uh, he's saying we'll go we'll go that level, we'll but I'm not gonna I'm, yeah I'm not gonna hurt you and you're not my slave, but let's get freaky. Yeah yeah. Um, I mean, dude, one of the most iconic songs of all time. Yeah. Simple. Um, and this was just played everywhere. It was this. Uh, it's weird. When was. I wonder when the single was released. Um, it was released uh, 2001. Okay, it's March. Yeah, so, it, I mean, this, this was just such a summer jam. I just remember being on all the time and just. I was just. Um, out here in California, just moved out, and this was kind of like a soundtrack to living in California. Yeah. Smooth. Absolutely. Feeling like a goddamn pimp. Um. Yeah, it's 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 fucking killer. <laughs> Nothing else to say. Just, you know, you know this song. This song is what it is, and it's it's. I mean, thank God for Outcast. Let's, this song is. Forget let's, it. Let's play the uh, the sample. What you got for me? Got Joe Simon before the yep. night is over. Joe Simon. Time. I think you can just play it. And there it is. Mm-hmm. Start at just the beginning again. Oh, it sounds like Lady Lady Lane. There it is, everyone. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know what they did with it. I mean, yeah, they definitely yeah. switched it around. It's almost like they just they didn't take the sample, they just played it live, just that bass line. And, that, and just kind of that melody. Added onto it, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, track number three, or song number three, uh, cool. We got one of the most iconic hip-hop songs of all time. Let's do another one. Oh, do they have another one? Uh, I don't know if they have another good popular song to go after this. Nope, that was it. After this, they, they're never heard from again, except yeah. for... So yeah, you hear one of the best songs. Let's go into uh, song number five. What's it called? Miss Jackson. Yeah, this one right here goes out to all the babies, mamas, mamas. Jackson, Ooh, I am for real. Never meant to make 
don't like me. She be doing things like having the voice come from her neighborhood to the studio trying to fight me. She need to get a piece of the American pie and take her bite out. That's my house. I disconnect the cable and turn the lights out. And let her know her grandchild is a baby and not a paycheck. Private school, daycare, shit, medical bills, I pay that. I love your mom and everything. See, I ain't the only one who lay down. She want to rip you up and start a custody war. My lawyer, stay down. She never got a chance to hear my side of the story. We was divided. She had fish fries and cookouts for my child's birthday. I ain't invited. Despite it, I show her the utmost respect when I fall through. All you do is defend that lady when I call you. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize. And I guess they decided to write the second biggest song of the 2000s. Yeah. If you know, if you didn't know "So Far So Clean," you definitely know Miss Jackson. I mean, it's even a bigger pop song. Uh huh. Uh. Yeah, because another one of these was like, "All right, this is." Yeah, this is produced by them, um, and this is kind of where we get into almost, uh, you know, the, all the sex and relationships that are all sound fun. All of a sudden, there's uh, some responsibilities here, and uh, Andre 3000 started writing this on acoustic, mm-hmm. um, and talking about. His relationship with Erica Badu. Uh, she's actually on the song. Yeah, she's on this song. I know I'm she's sorry. she's later, later on. She's later on. She's yeah. Later on. Um, but yeah, his baby mama. Baby. Yeah, and before we even get to the references, which is just all over this the song, just cult, pop culture references. Mm-hmm. Um, they they had a, a kid, and they're breaking up, and it's the for a hip hop album to hear like the dad apologize for fucking up the relationship or not even maybe he did it but just I'm not gonna just leave and be gone here we're we're over this isn't gonna happen anymore but I'll be there for graduation school I'm gonna you know and then big boy gets and I'll pay medical bills like I'll be there for all that Um, which I mean I'm sure uh, you know in the African American community that shit is just not well, it's still a big issue. I mean, yeah, it's still a big issue, and in, in African community, black community is not the only. No, not at all. Everybody does but statistically, it. But it is yeah. an issue. Yeah. Um, in the world, really. And there's a lot of reasons for that. With the drug war, mm-hmm. arresting people for no reason. But, um, it, and it's kind of funny that for a song starting from uh, under 3000 talking about. His relationship, Big Boy gets the two big verses in it, but Big Boy was also going through relationship issues. And the thing I love about this is you got Andre being a little more apologetic, and then you got Big Boy just kind of saying, well, there's two sides of this fucking yeah. story. Yeah. And I got fucked over and kind of fuck her. Mm-hmm. He is saying that, like, you know, I was, look how, you know, the, the third verse is look at, look at the way he treat me. Uh, shit, look at the way you treat me with your nosy little ass homegirls done got your ass sent up the creek. You know, it's just kind of like, yeah, it just takes two to tango, bitch. You or know, just like it's not... my baby's drama mama don't yeah. like me. I mean, mm-hmm. right there. He's, he's dealing with someone who's, uh... oh, boy. oh boy. She's a piece of pie. Yeah. Um, um, and you, maybe, you know, big boys sounds like using my, you know, using my money. I, I, that's my house. I'll disconnect the cable and turn the lights out. Yeah. Um, you can be mad at me for whatever I did, but you can't take my child away from me. I'm providing for you no matter what happened here. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some respect on that on that level. 
Yeah, and I think yeah, it, it is. It's it's, it's like a. <laughs> It's not like a pro male uh, song, you know. Like, oh, you know what? Fuck, fuck the women in this situation. I'm take care of it. But it is kind of a thing. Like, you know, just because I, yeah, I have a kid with you now, and now you know I hurt. You're my baby. No, we're not together exactly. But it's like, don't think I'm just some other fucking dickhead. Like, this is my kid. I'm gonna be there for this kid. Yeah. And go fuck yourself if you don't like it. We're gonna like, start a custody battle here if you yeah. want to go there. Yeah, I'll get the lawyer out. Um, just do the. Yeah, and the first time you really hear Andre 3000's got a dope voice. Oh, yeah. I am for real, stretching yeah. that out, singing the chorus. He doesn't need Sleepy Brown or anyone else. I mean, not that they ever did before; they were singing their own choruses. But he's actually my, my crooning. Part. Well, then I, we can't get into right, this whole yeah, part. The, the breakdown of everything about this. So first of all, cultural reference, my baby mama, mama, mama's mama, mama's mama's mama. I mean, I've heard so many people say that. Yeah, Kanye does it, I think. Yeah, and just just friends for whatever yeah. reason. I don't know what we were talking about. This part? For, that no, is, no, Kanye does that. Kanye yeah, does that part. Everyone does it. Yeah. Forever, forever, ever, forever, ever is... He tapped into, like, the subconscious of the world yeah. everyone does that now and just no matter what joke like I'm gonna do that forever and then someone will jump on forever? it whether it be a relationship forever? or your job forever, ever, ever? or just no matter what um, and the genius of that now now it's so this song is so overplayed but that forever forever ever, and everything else stops the music and he's just they like turn the reverb on the last one he's just yelling out to the universe like yeah. forever until existence is over and then it goes, it kind of reminds me of uh, Kirby Enthusiasm, where she's like, uh, Larry David's wife's like, we'll be together forever. And he's like, oh, yeah. like in heaven? Yeah. Like in the afterlife forever? I thought this was kind of a, just a here thing. Yeah, this is going to keep going, huh? Was it yes, the, we'll be together forever. Where they were talking about getting the burial plots, yeah. like, where they're going to be buried like, in the same. <laughs> I don't know if I'm okay with that. I've been with you through this whole life. That's cool. I'm down with that. But yeah. after that, you're on your own. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, dude, it's... And, and it brings up just a really valid point that promising forever, that's a scary thing. Not a scary thing to say, but it's its not that you're scared to say it. It's just... It's a long hey, time. It's a long time. <laughs> forever is real long. A lot of shit happens. Um, to, to, to just expect that. I mean, the peop- I, I feel like the people who throw that out there, you see like some younger people get married and they're like, no, they're confident. They're like, definitely forever. They're the ones that get divorced. And it's like... Yeah. And it's the line that you know, the line that goes uh, right after the forever, ever, forever, ever thing. He goes, forever never seems that long until you're grown. And notice that the day-by-day ruler can't be too wrong. So, you, you know, you get a little older, you start saying, all right, all right, all right. It's forever things, not as, you know... Yes. Yeah. The, the day-to-day shit is not going to make forever okay. <laughs> you know? It, it's, yeah. You start... You mature and you see how things really are. And it's kind of like... You don't know... You know, there's a lot of optimism in youth. Uh, and that's the beautiful thing of youth. Yep. And, you know, kids out of college or, or even younger can say, Oh, you know, we'll be together forever. And you don't really know. And, and, and I, don't, I don't think it's a place... I mean, it's, a, it's, it's coming from a place of... Of naivete, is that the right word? Uh, of, of naiveness about how the world works, and it's not until you get married and, and or have a, have someone that you're with forever until you're like, all right, things are a little different than yeah. what I what I my dream 
uh, or just wide, eyes wide open kind of thing to the world. Yeah. My open heart was, and now things are a little different because I see the other but, side of this thing. But you know what? God bless. We need, and I was one of them, and I'm sure I know you are too. We, you need to have that the dreamer kind of way of looking at life like it would, it would suck if you had a 15 year old being like no love doesn't happen it's fake it's yeah. like jesus christ you're gonna it's, have a hard life it's so you gotta you believe be jaded about everything yeah and it happens you get cold yeah, yeah of course but because if, if you didn't start off with that believing in it then everything else i just feel like you'll just kind of be that no 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 every not have believe in that little magic that yeah, can happen the uber real you can be realistic it's obviously better to be realistic about things, but you, some things you have to kind of let go yeah. of uh, suspension of disbelief, kind of thing. Just let things, let things, you know, be. Yeah, yeah. Let, let a little of, magic happen. Instead of pooing. Where are we going with this? You're just kind of like, ah, we're just seeing where this is going. Yeah. What do you mean? What are we gonna do in the future? Don't know. I don't know. Can't promise you. It's, no. It reminds me of a sorry, but a new Radiohead album, The Dreamers. They never learn. Mm-hmm. Love that line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the breakdown. Or did we just miss it? Or is he going into it right now? Um, oh, no. Me and Yodara got a special thing going on. Once again, he goes into this weird breakdown. Mm-hmm. And it's psychedelic. He's got, uh, you know, he talks about it's puppy love. And then you hear little puppies in the background. And he said, now it's full grown. And then you hear a big dog bark. Um, hope we feel this way forever. And you can play at a pretty picnic. And you hear, like, little birds. And, like, <laughs> it's just yeah. beautiful. The, yeah. the way that, and then, but you can't predict the weather. And then all of a sudden, there's, like, a thunderstorm. Production right there. Yeah, and that's. I don't know, it's just before this, but. Yeah, it's a, and then this little. Oops, sorry. Oh, you were gonna go back, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, um, There's just so much going on in this song. For a pop song. Usually pop songs are like the. Simple. The easy ones. They're they took just, their time, they took the time making this. Yeah. Uh, great video, too. Yep. The animals singing along, they're trying to keep a, pa- a house from falling apart, and it's gonna fall apart. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't keep it perfect. I mean, just that piano. We haven't mentioned the piano alone. And thank you for the piano. Is the here come the bride? Dun, dun, the dun, dun. Yeah, uh, it's actually called something else. Officially. Is it uh? Is that Wagner? Yeah. yeah. But dun 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 dun. It's just the wedding song. Something number seven. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's great too. It's just like it's a torture. It's the wedding song, but kind of falling apart. Dun 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 dun. dun. Like no, didn't end up the way we thought. It's realistic. And then you get the. Ooh. He does that a lot in, in the whole song. You'll hear yeah. Andre just doing ooze. Stuff like that. And the beats are doing like a backward, like whoosh, mm-hmm. sucking in and out. The bait, I mean, we can just keep saying it over and over again, but these two songs alone, forever will just, you know, they're standards. Forever, ever? Forever, ever. <laughs> Ten times out of nine, love that line. Um, I pray so much about it. I need some knee pads. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, crazy to think this was written on a acoustic guitar to stop off. So I don't know what else to say about that. We all know these songs. They're in the pulp culture forever. Forever. Let's go to the next song, which takes the hardest turn of this album ever. From going into from going into these massive jams, even gasoline jams, even though that wasn't a single, these these really huge pop, dark 
beautiful songs and then we just go into uh, Andre 2000's Nowhere to Be Seen snapping and trapping I do like is that they introduce Killer Mike. Mm-hmm. That's the the great part, and Killer Mike does great flows in this. I don't, I don't know if they just wanted to punch you in the face with something different after these big pop songs, and just remind you that it's we're going dirty here. You got the trap drums, you or got the, just to give their boy Killer Mike a fucking time, yeah. time to shine, and I, he does. And he does. And this is kind of his first major debut in, in the song. I mean, he's coming in, you know, kind of welcome to the world. And he's now kind of, I mean, he did do that Couple ghetto, albums. ghetto gospel. is a great one. Or, no, no, no. Uh, R.A.P. music? R.A.P. music, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's great. And now, now, obviously, Run the Jewels, he's, he's making prominence and, and, and whatnot. But this is kind of his first... Yeah. Listen to me, powerful motherfucker voice. Yeah, and they're both just thrown down long verses. Um, the mu- even the music's disturbing. Mm-hmm. The the drum beats are that da, 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 the trap. Yeah. Um, and the yeah, and it doesn't really change from there. No. Yeah, it's just kind of a flow. Let me get this shit out. I'm like, this this chorus is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, shoot. Shoot. Looking at me, baby, like you want to. That just warbly just holds the whole time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. Um, I mean, some of the lyrics in this are pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, on the first verse, on Killer Mike's kind of at the beginning, he goes, uh, I'll bet you I'll drill your heifer like Black & Decker, the pussy wrecker, and white water couldn't get it wetter. I guarantee to never Swiss cheese for more cheddar. I give a fuck sway bucks and cookie sweaters. <laughs> just kind of a dope flow. Yeah. Um, like a really dope flow. Yeah, and again, we, we've kind of caught on some of the other hip-hop songs that like to talk about dick sucking. This is another mm-hmm. anthem. And, you know, <laughs> Killer Mike's going pretty aggressive here for a while, and you get a uh, big boy jumps in and says, Killer Mike, calm down. Things going to get a little crazy, or girl might yell, rape G. Might as well give her a throat, baby. <laughs> goop gobbler, goop gravy, no dick in the down to the ground. Now you doing dirty self, know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Might give her a throat, baby. Ugh. I mean, just, yeah, because just before that line, he goes, roll my blunts thick like I like my bitch. Light my, lick my blunts and spit it like she do my dick. Attempted murder dick for the way I choke chicks. Spit in her eye, make it hard to focus. He's <laughs> like, all right. Another, another eye, come in the eye yeah. reference. Yeah, yeah, if we can keep doing hip-hop, we'll get a lot of, uh, uh, ejaculating in women's uh, ocular regions, but uh, no Andre to be found. Nope, um, and you know, cool. Not the, uh, you, 
do a, this song on any other record, and it's like, oh, that's a fucking sick ass song. Yeah. But just what you got. Especially after the just the two biggest songs of 2000, it's yeah. it's tough to uh, no matter what you put next. It's just they. I think you're right. They just wanted to put Killer Mike up front, and they just wanted to do more of a street song, just kind of rapping, kind of dirty. Back to the roots a little yeah. bit. And yeah. Yeah. It works. Yeah, it's cool. It's it, it's fine for what it is, but it's out of the whole rest of the album. It's just it's probably my least favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not. It's, and again, it's not talking shit. It's just what it's got to compare itself to. What Killer Mike would do later with R.E.P. music and Run the Jewels is just yeah. phenomenal, and mm-hmm. you can kind of hear it here. He actually he showed up in the whole world too. Yeah. Outcast's uh, song off the uh, the Greatest Hits album. So, when, but what he does bring is he's got this like powerful voice. Yeah. Like Killer Mike, that name alone, you know, his voice. Gonna kill voice but, yeah. His his back is. He backs it up. He's got a powerful fucking voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was Snapping and Trapping, track number six on St. Government. Um, we could go listen a little bit of the inter- interlude for you. Uh, it's fine. And then we'll go into Spaghetti Junction. Spaghetti Junction. Besides, you know, the big songs. That, this beat and that bang bang. Is that a guitar? Bang bang. It's just so funky. And the way it starts off, like all kind of weird. The ski slope, slope, whatever the hell he's talking about. Uh, and then that beat kicks in. And listen to this chorus, hold on. And we're gonna give the second organized noise, and you, you just hear it again. I just something about organized noise. They just have this beautiful. It's mellow. You know, it's not as aggressive as all the other songs have been. It's laid back. Um, and Spaghetti Junction is actually the Tom Moreland interchange in Atlanta. It's a highway. And all the, it looks like spaghetti noodles. It's like all of them are crossing over. And, you know, it's, if you look at a picture, if you just look up Tom Moreland interchange on the internet, we'll, we'll show a picture on the website. 
on our website. This is musicpodcast.com. Yeah, in case you guys forgot, uh, this is musicpodcast.com. Uh, it's our podcast website.com. And I did not know that's what I. I've always loved this song and never knew what Spaghetti Junction was until I looked that up. So pretty cool. A shout out to their uh, little area in there in Atlanta. Um, Spaghetti Junction is, you know, they're, they're getting talking about getting caught up in the lifestyle of addiction, cocaine. He, he, you know, he talks about that first elope ski slopes, coughs out him. We check this out. Niggas elope with ski slopes and fall like avalanches. Tooting like it's cool being a fool. You know, cocaine right there. Uh, sit, sit around and watch those nose membranes flame. <laughs> yeah, I should have said that next rhyme. <laughs> if you didn't know what the first couple parts were, um, the last one I'll let you know. And then uh, looking like Miss Pac-Man. You know, is that popping pills? Yeah. Hammers and Vogues and Catman. Um because you know, Pac-Man's eating that, you know, <laughs> just doing all, all the drugs you can. Um, you know, and he's saying black man, white man, Jew, man, ain't no joke. Everyone's doing it. This isn't just. Uh, and he's about to say a joke. Three well, people. Oh well, yeah, that, no, no, that's I'm saying. That's what he's. That's what he's alluding to. Yeah. He's he's kind of he's doing a very clever two two for one here. Yeah. Where he's you know saying black man, white man, Jew man, ain't no joke. Like this, you know, this is the setup for a joke, but there's no joke here because all three of those fuckers are addicted yeah. to something, you know. So it's got a cool, um, it's got a cool little thing there. And where am I? I'm in my head now. Black man, white man, Wilson. I'm hearing it some, somewhere else. Some other song. Anyways, I'm, I'm not gonna remember. Huh? Um, yeah, it's probably been said a lot, so it's probably yeah. tough to. Um, remember me, my cousin used to sit up on the porch, talk about when we get older. Now we up against the ropes. Um, yeah, just seeing your friends, maybe you, you you're caught up in uh, in the dirty, dirty when you didn't think uh, you or your friends would get. Thought you were above it. Just uh, kind of another, kind of another uh, reflection of the black community. It gets yeah, it goes back into more about um, cops, uh, cops kicking doors down for drugs. Um, so you know more of the drug war kind of stuff. Um, it's got the whisper in the back the whole time. That chorus, I believe, that sounds like Sleepy uh, Sleepy Brown again. But that chorus is so funky. Get caught up in this, oh, just everything about it. It's so smooth. Um, I'm gonna say it, it's a banger. Yeah. There you go. I. Uh, Cheers. Cheers to the banger. Cheers to the banger. Yeah, I mean, this is, you put this on at a party and be like, oh, well, you didn't do the obvious one here. You, need, you would still get, you know, but it's a banger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I was just trying to see if there's any other specific kind of rhymes. Um. They can bite, but they cannot be us. They can come in at night, little slang, but they cannot see us. You ought to be shamed trying to fit my Adidas. So run like DMC is me. And no, don't get no healer. <laughs> Pretty good rhyme right yeah. there. Um, so just watch out. Uh, they say they come like black stallions in the night, usually around four or five, when they're sure the time is right, when you're good and sleep. Got to watch yourself for those, uh, those crackheads. Can't turn your back on a crackhead or any drug addict. 
So good dark kind of ghetto song and just beautiful. This is uh, the, from from that point on. The, my this this is my favorite part of the album until they get into the dirty, actually Stankonia kind of songs at the end. This is just hit after hit after hit. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was track number eight, Spaghetti Junction. Play a bit of this uh, interlude because it is real funny. And then we'll go. It's only 27 seconds, so we're good. No, DF was. Uh, the next one's Kim and Cookie. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll just play it quick. Kim and Cookie. Rang, rang. And now, Kim and Cookie. Rang, rang. Say hello, Cookie. Hello. Girl, I got something to tell you. Spill it, girl. Spill it. Remember old boy at the club? Last night. Last night. What's up? Went home with the motherfucker. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm finna goddamn get my ass tore up. Oh. But girl, what? <laughs> dick, so shout. Shout. Came quick. <laughs> he got his. I ain't get mine. I'm like, fuck. Oh. You know, you talking all this goddamn shit. And you ain't shit. You know, I got you a motherfucking minute, A minute, man. motherfucking man. Motherfucking minute, man. I'll call before I come. Put it in your pelvis. Let it work. Gyrate. No great. many songs in hip in music history are about like all right no no no, no. it's about pleasuring you baby yeah like, i'm about without being like you. an r&b song yes yeah i mean <laughs> this is such a blatant sex song but really not like like it, it, i don't know you could you could see the innocence the innuendo in this obviously well, um, it's, but it's so fucking good. It, it's so, it's so funny that the guys in this are the little more like I'll be nice, and then the girls who come on this. Yeah. There's four different rappers going on in this. Uh, the girls come on a little more aggressive. Oh, the gangsta boo. The chick, yeah. I think it's this next one. She comes in. She's just like, oh, relax. Yeah. Jesus, lady. And then the guys are going gross and disgusting too. And it's coming out of a woman, obviously for yeah. sexist or whatever. But it's like, oh, here she goes here. Crazy, what you mean, dog? Telling the player like Buddha Powerful. 
just uh, yeah. killing it. No, no, it's a great fucking verse. Um, That's Gangsta Boo. Yeah. Everybody join the bandwagon, nigga. It's a Gangsta Boo party. Everybody want to come and freak with somebody. <laughs> you got this chorus, which is just ridiculously catchy. He does the pop. I love, like uh, I love the little... Um, I love... What's his name? It's not his nickname, but it's sort of his... Alter awesome Ego, Aloysius awesome Jenkins. Aloysius Jenkins. It kind of said it in the intro going in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my name is Possum, Aloysius Jenkins, Andre 3000 for sure. And dude, the way he sings that first uh, verse, it's like a southern slave song. It's yeah. like a slave song, yeah. kind of. Like, Thank you, some shavos in my body, let me tell you why. It's, it's just, I don't know, like, yeah, kind of not, a railroad, uh, railroad work, cotton-picking song yeah. or something, you it's, know? It's not hip-hop just straight up. Oh, no, definitely not. And, and, he and he does kind of evolve it into a rap in that true. same verse. Yeah. Uh, which is a really cool way he does it like that. And he and he's he starts off being a little sensitive, saying, Thank God he's super shy. If not, I'd be so bad. I'd be going after girls like a fucking crazy fiend. But uh-huh. thank God I'm shy, or I'd just be panties all over my face every day. Uh, I and, and he likes, I'll call before I come. It's like, hey, when you're ready to go, then I'm ready to go. And, and just <laughs> I'll keep so, going until you come, and then and then it's my turn. Nope, after you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just so you know, Andre 3000 uh, prefers the old school, old school, cute, regular draws. Yeah, he doesn't want over. to see thongs. He's he's fond of some granny panties. Yeah, he's cool with the granny panties. I, I like those. for your calls. Um, <laughs> and then Big Boy, you know, he's kind of turned his ways around. He wasn't so much about that for a while. He was more about himself, and now, now he's a gentleman who'll satisfy your soul. Um, but he does get into. Um, are you faking? If I'm really not giving you spot. I used to not give a damn, <laughs> but now I make, make it a point just to please you, so you can go back and tell all your buddies I pretty deed you. Yeah, I mean, the, the, are you faking the funk and living a lie? Don't fucking fake with me, girl. Yeah. Do you really know what it's like to not have control, to have no control over the G-spot? It's like a brand new pair of Reeboks or a junkie freshly detox. <laughs> Feel the tingling all over convulsions or the rooster pox. Ah, I mean. And I used to not give a damn. Yeah, I used to not give a damn. <laughs> and Andre was like, man, stick around for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. like, all right, Andre 2000. I get it. I get it. Or Patton, on, what is it? All right, Possum wishes Jenkins, I'll listen to you. I thought you said Patton Oswalt. I almost did. <laughs> That's his nickname, Patton Oswalt. <laughs> um, I mean, just a fucking banger. There we go. God damn it. And is the, is the last verse, uh, I, I kind of like how she... Um, she brings up that, y- you know, you, you came to check up on me. She's saying you better call before you come over because I'm gonna be all dressed up. And she's with Daddy Fat Sex, so she ends up with Big Boy. Yeah. Well, yeah. The first guy calling was was, was Andre, and then she's letting him know, like, hey, I'll just let me know, cause fucking I'm already fucking Big Boy over here. Yeah. Well, it's a dirty, dirty game, but you should have called before you came. Yeah. She was cooking shrimp in high heels, washing dishes for Daddy Fat Sex. Yeah. What are you gonna do? So, uh, Big Boy won that one. Eskimo Brothers. <laughs> the Eskimo Brothers song. Uh-huh. Um, just a fun fucking song. 
and it's for people that like sex. I believe there's a percentage of people out there that still like it. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I can. I don't know if I can relate, but you know, it, uh, not everybody's the same. So, if you like sex, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm sure. So, a message: call before you come, everyone. Yeah. And hey, fellas, relate to some loving tonight. Take it slow, and uh, just make sure you call before you come. Smooth. <laughs> um, anything else for our call before I come? We can go into another. I'm gonna let's. I gotta get prepared because we're about to hear one of the next best hip-hop songs, hip-hop songs of all time. Hip-hop track number eleven. Bob. There you go. You know what the song's like. We've all heard the song. This is actually the first single. Yep. It didn't it didn't get to the levels of the other songs. Obviously, this is just frantic 135 BPM. Uh, I, it, it, I think it was on it got Rolling Stones like top fifty best yeah. hip hop songs of all time. Yeah. So sure. People separated themselves for a little bit and then Sort of like a year after we were in bomb Baghdad, bombing Baghdad. Yeah, well, uh, we were bombing Baghdad yeah, yeah. Before, all in the nineties. But um, you know, things get oh, another another you know yeah. reason why this song is relatable. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, bombs over Baghdad doesn't really get into stuff like that. It it's it's again going back into the slums of uh, of the ghetto life. Yeah. It's kind of an anthem for the ghettos and to uh, to rise up. He heard bombs over Baghdad when they were on tour in London, and some newscaster said bombs over Baghdad, and Andre 3000 just wrote that down. That sounds good. I can work that out. Yeah, something. something something about that caught on to him. Little did the, he know. The drums in this, the like everything it's, about it's yeah. like a, a drum drum and bass song. Like yeah, electro club banger. Yeah, um, late late nineties were getting huge with the drum and bass, yeah. and he was really getting into that. And that's what for sure this is. Yeah. Just, that, and, and and even like some of the drum fills, instead of like going up on toms, it just does a you know it just speeds up the snare drum. That's that drum and bass sound. Got a whole bunch of stuff going on in the background. Got really cool keyboards. Um, it's got these little. 
those little dots. Um, that first verse by Andre 3000 is just epic. The one, two, one, two, three, insult national underground, thunder pounds when I stop the ground. And he just goes off. Actually, and big boy right here, this ending. I mean, they both just came with their best verses. Um, riding that that speed, you cannot come kind of timid. You're going to get run over. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's epic. It's got cool scratching going on. Um, what is the... Uh, they got a guitar solo. You don't see that hip-hop. And then they have this huge outro at the end, which when they had the singles come out, they weren't playing that. You know, this song, how long is this song? Got about 504. I mean, that's not... That's not ridiculous, but for radio, it's it's a little long, especially hip hop. Um, and they used to just cut out that part. They'd probably oh, yeah. start fading out now. Yeah. Then yeah. you get the album, and then it goes into this breakdown and this church choir. Um, and just power like, music, like, electric revival. They just start yeah. chanting over and over again. Just sort of an epic, all around epic song. Yeah. You get the black Cadillac and a pack of Pampers, stack of questions with no answers, cure for answer, cure for AIDS, make a nigga want to stay on tour for days, get back home, things are wrong. Not really, they were wrong all along. Uh, it's like reality. Yeah. And, and, and right at the end of that, he says, hey, hello, ghetto, let your brain breathe. Just Here's a song just to get away from all the, the stresses of everyday life. You know, this is your anthem. And, and this one, there's just so much shit going on. Got like the eight bit, the eight bit like yeah stuff going on in the background. I mean, it's here we go with production value again. Um, I mean, another this is a Earth Tone Three song. Yep. So they're coming in uh, pretty fucking solid. The video is great too. Just they're all running around the ghetto, but it's all psychedelic switch background um it's like a a ghetto that they want to eventually go to <laughs> the utopian ghetto uh-huh. um it's just one of those you got to put it on loud as you can and uh you go on a little journey absolutely uh, i mean these songs are so good it's like, and so kind of legendary at this point now it's very it's, it's baffling how a lot of this shit is just still relevant. This album has not aged. No. Uh, has not aged at all. I mean, these songs will be <clears throat> bangers for uh, bangers. as long as music's allowed to be listened to. Um, I mean, just... That little intro, too. Yeah. You know you're about to get killed. Yeah. And it's ready to go. Boop. Um, Alright, that's what I have for B.O.B. Bombs over Baghdad. Yeah, it's just kind of a speechless, uh, speechless song. Yeah. 1999, anything goes, be what you want to be, as long as you know the consequences are given for living. The fence is too high to jump in jail, too low to dig. I might just touch hell. Hot. As far as songwriting goes in, in hip-hop, they're, they're doing... 
I don't know. They're they're they're, they're next level. Yeah. Just always next level. It's the it's it's like they they hit the they hit that perfect spot of jams, uh, bangers, whatever that are fun to just dance to. But there's always something to think about underneath. You know, mm-hmm. they got that perfect mix. Little absolutely little messages underneath. Just pop songs are just great jams. Yeah, as, as we were going with the the tribe thing, of, you know. Here's something to learn while being entertained. Yeah, so. and, and I I do like don't pull that thing out unless you plan to bang. Like if you're gonna come, yeah, come all the way. Come correct. Just you if, know, if you're gonna fight, really fight. If you're gonna bomb someone, don't even bang unless you're trying to hit something. Yeah, yeah. don't just randomly do it. If you're gonna come, because uh, in the in the '90s we were doing like more of a containing of uh, Baghdad, and that's you know kind of where just lightly bombing certain targets. And kind of like, if you're going to come do it, do it. Which we eventually did in 2003. Yep. Decimated. And uh, it's funny. You get the people that are anti-war that like this song just because of that. But then the the troops that were over there doing the bombing, this was their anthem. So, uh, <laughs> Which way is the proper way to take and it? And Big Boy was like, if this helps them get through, you know, that craziness of war, then that's cool. Yeah. Epic song. Speaking of epic songs. Explosion. Andre 3000 doing some studio magic messing with his voice. Yeah. It's in a weird phase. And he's, he's made his voice also go a little bit to sound like the guy who's featured on this track without it. That's sounds true. a lot like B-Rill. It does. Uh, B-Rill from Cypress Hills, right? Coming right here. It's that, that funky bass underneath. It's like dirty. It sounds like a it sounds like a horn, some sort of jazz horn yeah. that got sampled over and over with bass. And then look at the way you that that first line that's actually sampled later in the next album by uh, Big Boy. Look at the way you look at me. Look at the way that's sampled later. Look at the way you look at me. I see your face. All your hate animates as you still hesitate. And you got B Real, who's just got one of the best flows out there too. Yeah, that, that voice. That line was sampled in Daddy Fat Sacks. Oh, on the solo album. Fuck 
Fuck XXL, you're a size too small. I should hire Eminem so we can kill you all. Whether you live, whether you live to talk shit about the real and kiss my ass in person, how much you love the hill. Uh, I guess at this time, XXL, yes, XXL was a big uh, hip hop magazine, and they either poo pooed or sh- were shitting on uh, Cypress Hill and Eminem. So it's kind of like, oh, well, fuck you, XXL. Like we're the real fucking deal. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys, you guys are writing about us being, you know, whatever this negative is, light, but then you come to my face and say how much you love Cypress Hill, yeah. or you know, whatever. So it's kind of a little fuck you, XXL. This is definitely a shout out to just people that criticize and hate. You just can't be amazed. Like we, we do shit that's amazing, and every time you do something, it's just you blow it up in your face. You, you can't step up to this level. Um, I do have to correct. Uh, Andre 2000, he says sound travels at 1,130. It's actually uh, 1,116. But guess what? That doesn't rhyme. No, I mean, He's only off by uh, 14 feet per yeah, second. I mean, so if any of us would go around be like, you know how much it is? It's, it's 1,330 miles per hour. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying, you know, he's, he's starting to get worried that people are starting to copy his style. But then he just realizes you just cop and you won't, you can't get up to this to this level because I, I love this line. Um, answer answer quick. Do you know what desire is? Huh? Apparently not. That's why you get what you got. Now answer this. Do you know what fire is? Yeah, the body of hot, the motivator of pots. It's not spit shit. The characteristics of release. Ask your ne- <laughs> niece or nephew. You think we left you? But I love that. You know what desire is? Huh? Apparently not. That's why you get what you got. Mm-hmm. You got you, you got no inspiration. You sound tired. You sound uh, uninspired. And that's why you're not at my level. You can sound like me, but you're not me. Yeah, and just, there's the bravado, the hip-hop bravado. And, you know, they're giving them the... Uh, they give themselves, they give the South a little, uh, little boosty boost in this one. Yep. You know, just kind of shouting them out. The, uh, babbling on the Mikey like auctioneer got the public's ears fucked up, can't hear. Atlanta, Georgia, where y'all out? Outcast is dirty South to, de- to death. The, dun- the dungeon family camp got this thing licked like stamps and nine volt battery end caps. <laughs> this is a great, great line. It's got a. Uh... Making music that might neck your, make your neck hurt and the beats that bother you, you're back in my catalog. Just can't help but bob, yeah. bob your head to this shit. It's got that distorted funk bass. It's got chimey. Ding, 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 ding. It's almost like classical music, just a classical sample. It's got bubbles just kind of randomly bubbling up. Bubbling, bubbling, bubbling. And then and it's got some girls in the background during the verses. The Ready? You hear him just a little bit. Uh-huh. Makes it a little, little creepy. What's that? Uh, I heard doo 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 doo. Yeah. It's a dark song. Yeah. This song. It wasn't this song, but it just reminded me. <laughs> Remember when I think you and I were, were going to band practice or something once, and this is when I had the Volkswagen Beetle car, and it wasn't this song, but that line about the Cadillac reminded me. The two dope boys in the Cadillac. I was in my green 2002 Volkswagen Beetle, the gayest car ever made. 
and we were playing Outcast, two dope boys with a Cadillac, and just like <laughs> looking at each other, you and me, and just like, what's the irony of this? Yeah. Of, of what? <laughs> the exact opposite <laughs> of that song is what we were. <laughs> Losers and nothing dope. Beetle. There was nothing cool. There were two of us. We we'll give playing. it that. Two it was the only thing that was true in and, that. And, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> two boys. Okay. Two blanks yeah. and a blank. Yeah. Not we dope. Really, yeah. It just reminded me of that for some reason. It was funny. Um, great song. I, this is where they have a, uh, you know, I'd like Gangsta Boo and Eco, the girls, they did a good job. Killer Mike did a good job, but. Be Real really just, I think mm-hmm. it's the best flow, the best uh, guest appearance on this album. Yep, absolutely. And then uh, Big Boy comes in and cleans up, he even says says it as so. I come, you know, I had the first two came up and I come to clean up like baseball, he's some baseball reference. Um, yeah, and uh, just a good dirty song, good dirty hip hop song. Let's move on. We get another interlude. It's only 15 seconds, so we'll play it, and we'll go so good hair into we love these hoes. Hey, shout out to my highlights. What's the love, baby? Oh, you got some pretty hair. Oh, thank you, baby. You know, I got a little bit of Spanish in me. Girl, you ain't Spanish. That's a wine silky. Right! Hoes. It's, we love L-U-V, D's, D-E-E-Z, hoes, H-O-E-Z. So now we love these hoes. We love these hoes. We love these hoes. I, I hear a, sick, a sarcastic pimp song, and it's not just... I think you were even saying when, when you first used to listen to this, you thought it was just one of those... Uh, we love hoes. How many fucking hip-hop songs about loving hoes? Right. And this was just kind of a nice twist on it. Yeah. Because we're making fun of them. Like, yeah, yeah, look at them. totally. And the sarcastic laugh that's in there. We've been doing ha, it. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like, we see through you. Yeah, you're beautiful and all that, but you're all fake. From the weave to the fake eyes to the fake nails down to the toes. <laughs> this is the intro. The hook. You start off with the hook. Uh, you get the wah, 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 the wah walking the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, really catchy bass line. This is Organized Noise's third and final appearance on the album. Um, you got Goody Mob, you got Big Gip and uh, Backbone from Goody Mob on here. N- another part of the uh, Dungeon family. Um, pretty much just, you know, warning guys that they don't fall in love with these hoes because they're coming just for the cash. 
They weren't they weren't there before, and all of a sudden they're they're appearing everywhere like termites. Yeah. Um, don't lie, you love them. If you don't, then these hoes don't like these hoes a whole lot. Just like your mama, Sunday cooking turkey necks in the pot. <laughs> you ready to drop the load like prop planes be dropping that cocaine? Mm-hmm. More loads on the face. Yeah, there you go. Pop the pill, now she in my coupe de veil passenger seat. Made her eat my meat while I was rubbing her coochie. Injection in the top and bottom straight to her former booty. So it's like, he's like, he's, he's fucking him. But yeah. you just be careful. Don't fall in love with these hearts. Yeah, I think that's, uh, it's the warning, but it's also like, hey, it's there, enjoy it. But just don't get caught up in the uh, the love aspect of this or, you know, they're just using you just as much as you're using them. So it's a it's a mutual exchange going yeah. on here. Yeah. They're not looking for love. You're not looking for love. They're looking for fun and money. And you're looking for pussy and fun. So the fun's the middle point, the meeting point. Yeah. I love the line, so do re me, blow me, fa so la ti da ha, I'm telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, and he's making fun of dudes, he's sucking your tooth, treating her like a star boy. You know, just some, he sees some of these guys falling in love, just like you, you get people that go to strip clubs and fall in love with a stripper, and they don't love you. No. So it's, it's, making fun of the, it's making fun of the guys too out there that get cocky. Yeah, um, I feel more so than the actual hoes, you're saying, it's not, a hoes gonna be a hoe. But, you know, just... Yeah, you're kind of being a hoe in your own way. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, another interesting is Andre chooses not to appear on this song either. I wonder if that's just a... If that's any friction thing, or he's just like, nah, I'm cool with that. But put it on the album, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's going to be interesting to say, this is your album, but you don't appear on songs. Like, I mean, I'd imagine to be just like anything else. Like, no, that's fine. Yeah, that's you guys cool. are good. Don't need to mess, add, add yeah. more than you have to add. And I don't think it needs yeah. Andre. I, mean, I always use the Andre thousand words for first, I'm sure, but it doesn't need to. And maybe that's he fine. heard it and he's like, I have nothing to say on that. Yeah. Um, that's just not, maybe, maybe he wasn't feeling it. You mm-hmm. never know. Um, but it's it's if, if you don't know Goody Mob, it kind of gives you a little... Uh, show of what they can do and they, they, they throw down as well it's yeah, pretty good for sure um, it's just I think it's just a really fun song to listen to um, is there a sample on it? yeah let's go there because this, this is a pretty catchy sample he's Alan Toussaint with Southern Nights thing about doing this podcast especially for doing uh doing hip-hop tunes is finding out where these guys are getting the samples and that's only the second sample that we've used um we skipped a couple of them there's one in miss jackson um and spaghetti junction but this this one's probably one of the more prominent uh or, or prevalent prominent this is the right word uh for this which is it's just sick um, and you also have another one here, Ain't Nothing But a Thing, which yep. is actually the song I believe we came in with. Yep. Uh, by Chocolate Milk on the album Actions Speak Louder Than Words. And there it is. Yep. 
Let's just let it kick in for a second. We love these hoes, you know. We love these hoes, and I call before I come. They're the nice kind of fun, mm-hmm. fun just loving. fun loving, but jammy songs. In between, kind of some other darker Spaghetti Junction, Bob Explosion. Um, now we just go into a weird Tripville. Uh, this is my other favorite song off the album. Um, we and the wonderful Erica Badu appears as well. But let's just you're gonna enter just the way that it starts. This is a different song here. Uh, Humble mumble. So you already got that intro. You got Big Boy throwing it down here. No, I just want to quickly jump in. There's a part that it's my favorite drop of the whole album is when Andre comes in. Um, but it's got that little sprinkle coming in. You've entered this weird little... He does his eesky, weesky, peesky, weesky. It's like a fucked up, weird um, Disneyland uh, boat tour kind of thing. Yeah. Where he's playing a tour guide on the Stankonia Express. Uh, what was it? The what was the Underground Railroad reference there? Stank Onion Underground Railroad. The Stank Onion um, Express. The the smelly the smell smelly ground. Hold on. All right. Let's turn it up for a second. Now listen to this part. After this chorus, this beat that comes in. Chicken nugget, we dip in the sauce like mopping bucket. Blue collar scholars who take your dollar and wipe my ass with it. You're living for the lotto, never hit it. I met a critic, I made that shit a draw. She said she thought hip hop was only guns and alcohol. I said, oh hell no, forget it's that too. You can't discriminate because you done read a book or two. What if I looked at you in a microscope? Saw all the dirty organisms living in your closet without stopping when I pause it. To put that bitch in slow emotion, got the potion and the antidote and a quote for collision. The decision is do you want to live or want to exist? The game changes every day, so obsolete is the fist and marches. Only reaches those who already know about it. This is how we go about it. Uh, fuck you. And and no, and nothing not putting Big Boy down. He did a his verse is awesome. It's just I love how they switch it to a completely different it song. It's like a nineties, like a nineties uh club club pop yeah, <laughs> That beat that drops in and he just even uh and then they slow it down and let Erica Badu do some verses and she kills it. Her voice sounds great. Um Wait, so where, where were you asking about the Underground Smell Road, right? Underground Smell Road. There you yeah, go. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, th- we're starting to enter the, the second half of Stankonia, and I think this is kind of the, that part, the switching to it. Cause it's it, the stink. stink yeah, part it's of st- it, not, I mean, the whole album is stanky, but this is just, I don't know, something switches here where it just gets dirtier and just 
I mean, the first okay. one is the first one is it's just like a southern or like uh like a Latin like reggaeton song at the beginning. Yeah. Or it's like not, not reggaeton but like tango or something, some sort of bomb, la bomba music. No, you're right. I can't think of the name of it. You're right. Um, just the way it goes in is just like a salsa influence. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's got that, yeah, that salsa dance. Humble as the mumble in the jungle. Uh, it's, and this song, just if you listen to it, it's about perseverance, finding your own path. Um, if, if you're going down the wrong way for a long time, you can always go down another path. You're not stuck down anything. Um, amazing rap by, by both of them. Um, I love the, I mean, I think we're going to start coming up to you here, how the song... How it goes out with the re- yeah. repeating of the hook. Well, he says, you can't, you can't harm me no more. It's over. Yeah. He's just free. He's just... Yeah. It's over. Um, you living for the lotto, never hit it. I met a critic... I made her shit her drawers. She said she thought hip-hop was only guns and alcohol. I said, oh, hell no. But yet it's that, too. You can't discriminate because you rent a book or two. Discriminate. Discriminate, I'm sorry. What if I looked at you in a microscope, saw all the dirty organisms living in your closet? Would I stop and would I pause it? To put that bitch in slow motion, got the potion and the antidote and quote for collision and the decision. Do you want to live or do you want to exist? Is a... Some philosophical shit going down. Mm-hmm. He's breaking down the critic. That's a uh, that's that should not. Be. Just saying. Oh, so you're involved in hip hop, so you only do alcohol and guns. Mm-hmm. Hell no. But yeah, it's that too. Don't be wrong. What's wrong with that? Just because you read some books, bitch. <clears throat> and big boys doing the same kind of thing. You know, he's kind of. It's it's a positive song. Humble Mumble. Uh, humble Mumble has anything to do with... Uh, uh, yeah, what is Humble Mumble? Humble as a mumble in the jungle of shouts and screams as everyone else is just... As you're mumbling or... I don't know, you're just being a humble person in this crazy world of the jungle of ghetto life. Of yeah. It's got the line in there... Uh, Biblical verse, uh, I think it's Isaiah. Um, no weapon formed against you prospers. From Isaiah, lay a nigga down and spray And it's Isaiah uh, 54 17. Yeah. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment shall thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord, and the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So he's kind of saying, you know. God's looking out for him, man. You know, lay nigga down and spray him. Yeah. He looked out the fucked up hand of cards. Well, gotta play him. And um, the, yeah. And even Erica Badu kind of goes on a really deep. Yeah. Returning, dying, returning back to Earth. Yeah. That we're all part of. The Earth. The Earth and the sky and the birds in the sky and well, I'm surely died like a flower plucked and dragged away and thrown away and then one day we return to clay. Um. It just overall, just uh, everyone came strong on that. I, I think they weren't even together by then, but it's pretty cool that they could, after, yeah. yeah, that they could find, uh, get through their own bullshit to write a jam. Yeah, and she's uh, Miss Jackson's daughter. Miss Jackson on the mic right now. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, one of my favorite. Um, I'm glad you brought up the Isaiah part. That was the other thing I had written down. I think um, got most of that. Um, speeches only listen to those that are like-minded. I like that too. Everyone, mm-hmm. you know. Hear what they want to hear. Yeah, only hear what you want to hear. That song shift, that beat drop is one of my favorite things on this album. I remember just playing that over and over again for a while just because it switched up. Um, great, great, happy tune. It does get darker from here. Um, <laughs> we go to my favorite interlude by far. Uh, Man. done left me. Damn. They got, got laid, laid off. off. Shit. Shit. They say. They say a computer could do my job. Better than I could damn do it. Motherfuckers. Man, put me in another tree. I feel you. Right. I, uh. Feel that one. song play right there because it's really short and this cool little breakdown at the end but ding 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 question mark this song is just question mark not even name question mark just the actual question mark um this is just uh an andre rant he just no there's no uh no choruses, no breakdowns, just him going off, I don't know, probably 20 lines. And, you know, you hear the alcohol porn in the background. You had that hilarious interlude before. And just about a, what could make uh, a man stoop so low in life to do certain things. Take another, per, another man's life, take another man's wife. Um... Fuck over a young girl, take advantage of someone just because he doesn't like love. Um, and yeah, addiction. Yeah, and then the only thing that he can feel is alcohol or drugs. That's the only thing that uh, he loses faith in everything else in life. But anything that he can get through his chest with sensation. Uh, quick to the point, dark. The beginning. The uh, can you start from the beginning? Of that song, those like background, yeah. like ghosts almost. It's ghosts are on them. It's it's weird. And then he does a nice ooh right before he uh, he starts rhyming, but it's a creepy song. Yeah. What are you hearing this kind of stuff going on in the beginning? No. That's what makes this so great. Is yeah. just that you hear the you hear they're staying away from hip hop, 
in this album yeah. so much yeah. because of just how much stuff it, that's not a especially Andre, especially Andre. Yeah, I mean, just instrumentally, just things that you wouldn't hear normally in a hip hop song, in, in a hip hop record. Uh, just the psychedelia that's in the background. It's just it's fucking perfect. Yeah. And, and, and I think the second side, maybe when I was saying this, this is get Stankonia, but I think this is the split too, where you're starting to hear more um, Love Below kind of stuff that he starts going more direction. There's not as much, I mean, even though he just rapped and killed it right yeah. there. So that just kind of goes against what I was just saying, but just the, the music of it uh, going darker themes and yeah, going away from normal hip hop convention. And he could have, he, he could have turned that into a longer song mm-hmm. or done something with it, but he, right, he so- felt... He felt like he got his point across. Minute and 29, and, and, and yeah, just said we needed to say over. It's almost like a musical interlude. It really It's another interlude yeah. on top of that hilarious drinking interlude. Yeah. And that drinking again interlude, I've said that so many times. I don't know. I just think it's hilarious. I just yeah. like doing that little rant to myself. A woman left me. Dang. <laughs> got laid off. Shit. They say, computer, do your job better than I can do it. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. I feel you. All right, uh, I think we got four more big songs, and then we got another interlude. <laughs> the other interlude's pretty hilarious yeah. as well. But uh, as I kept saying, it, it's getting more stanky and stanky. Here's another Stankonia. Deep cut, dark, red velvet. One more time for y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know, you know now. Outcast, stay on ya. We shitting on everybody talking that bullshit. Now Peter Piper picked the pepper. That was his downfall. I'm down with Drake 2000 because he got my back, y'all. Ball if you want to, but do it with some class. She asked me, do I got some folks so you can blast me? Nasty. Niggas on the block, they see you shining. Engineers in the studio see me rhyming. Don't get me wrong, got four albums, stay consistent. You got a bodyguard, I let my nigga toast the biscuit. Put your cap back, you got blood up on your fur hat. Cap, cap, your link snap, you slumped up in your Cadillac. But what though? Some diamonds in the Bentley, what you died for? I hope. I'ma bake my cheese and let my mind blow. Prioritize the live too. These are long verses that go into the chorus. The chorus is great, too, to this song. This kind of sounds like question mark, and just that the background is just kind of swaying. Yeah, things just on delay. Actually, go to the chorus right now. you hear Andre doing some weird voices. Oh, Andre goes weird here with his voice message. I think he got bored with doing normal rapping. Let's listen to Andre just do a little. He puts it up high at first, I think. Yeah, I mean, so the, the gist of this song is the dangers of showing off. Yeah. 
show some class or you're going to get yourself killed. Uh, save money. <laughs> help your friends out. Yeah, I you know. hear that in hip-hop. Yeah, this is... Uh, a warning to the to the people that are making you hear that same story over and over again in hip hop and in anything. Someone gets big with a song or something, and then they just spend. You know, MC Hammer goes broke after making millions. Um, when you you've been people that work all their lives barely make enough, you know, to get by. You had enough, and you didn't. You bought the big house, like you just did. You didn't help your family out. You didn't help save anything. You got you got too ahead of yourself, and you you showed off, and I think that's what the chorus is, because uh, they know where you live and they see what you drive. And they say they're gonna put one in your helmet, because you brag about what you brag about that watch and all them things that you got. Them dirty boys turn that pound cake to red velvet. Shoot you in the face. Yeah, I think that Bill Gates thing is. Uh, Bill Burr has a whole bit about you know watching MTV Cribs and seeing all these guys that are like. You know, he's like, you, you had a one-hit wonder. You're going to be bur- smoking crack in six months. Save your money. You don't see Bill Gates, you know, going around with a necklace that says, you know, going around, Microsoft, son. Uh, this is funny. They use Bill Gates as an example. He's super rich, but look how that, look how that motherfucker spends his, you know. Yeah. He doesn't have to fucking be braggadocious about it. Fucking have some class. You're going to end up shot. Yeah, and and they 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 brag about how good they are and stuff, but there's and they even say they'll wear the leather boots and drive Cadillacs, but they're not. They get it. They don't write whole songs about how rich they are. Um, you just show off your skills, and everything else will come 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 along with it. But yeah, it's just a uh, call out to people to uh, chill out, show some class, pull your pants up. No, I didn't say that. He says that in another song later. Um, really cool production with with the voices. I, I usually don't. Hip hop maybe nowadays is doing overblown changes in their voices with the low end and and in the auto tune and stuff like that. It's just a, too much too, too much for me. But this is tastefully done. Where where yeah. I dig it. And it was the first time. Really, yeah, it kind of sounds like someone completely different. Yeah. You know? Well, that high pitched voice sounds like what's his name? Um, little John. Little Wayne. It kind of has a little Wayne sound. That just sounds like yeah, a chick. Yeah. It does. It does kind of. Well, little Wayne sometimes. It's like a little cam or some shit. Yeah, I wonder if he's if they just switched the 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 level of it, or if he actually. S- Tried singing it like that, or like, or wrapped it slower, and then they sped it up. Oh, that's kind of kind of sounds like that too. Yeah. I wonder if they took that much time on it. Probably did. I just love the background noises too going on. It. It's almost like swings or something going on in the back. Say they wanna. All right, I think we can. Uh, do we have one more interlude? We do. Cruising in the ATL. I think this was just uh, Andre just making a song, and he's like, "I don't like it, so let's move on." But it sounds like just an Andre making an instrumental, and they're like, "Let's just put an interlude on it." Gangster shit. 
El Dorado phone. I'm talking about gangsta shit. You know, lay back, school out. Yeah. You know, we keep it crunk around here, A-Time style. Get head on the highways. Yeah. But this is what I want to know. Do you really want to know about some gangsta shit? Do you really want to know about some gangsta shit? Do you really want to know about some gangsta shit? Outcast will evolve in the dungeon clip. Do you really want to know about some gangsta shit? Do you really want to know about some gangsta shit? Do you really want to know about some gangsta shit? If you didn't guess, the song is called Gangsta Shit. Gangsta Shit. I admit it sounds like one of their few gangster rap yeah. kind of tunes. Yeah. And they said it, you know, seven times in that in that chorus. Do you yeah. really want to know about it? All right. Here you go. And they're almost warning you. Do you really want us to go here? Um, they give a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, what is there, three verse, four verses here? Actually, five verses. You got Big Boy, C-Bone, Timo Goody, Slim Calhoun, this is Goody Mob, um, and then you get Andre at the end. And they kind of all get their own little uh, little turn talking about ghetto life and some ghetto shit that they do or that they've seen. Um, the, the, the best, or, or the kind of twist is Andre coming in at the end. And he, he, he goes into... You know, he know, yeah, the niggas are hard, harder than a nigga trying to impress God. Um, but then he kind of starts making fun of the, he probably sees a lot of the people trying to copy real gangsters that he's known. Um, but all your fuck boys tuck toys inside your pants just to pull it out, point it to the ground and make a nigga want to dance. Now what that, now what that be for? You're on that reefer on that Tupac in front of them oo-wops trying to show off. That's the whole route. Talking loud about that gangster shit. Yeah, I mean, so, and, and part of gangster shit is calling out other people for their lack of gangster shit. That's true. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much exactly what he's doing there. And I mean, during this time, everyone thought they were gangster. You have white boys all of a sudden thinking they're gangsters. Yeah. Everybody's a gangster. Yeah. And it must be hilarious if you've actually grown up around real fucking gangster people or just people that have had it harder than you'll ever know. Yeah. And and these guys all did live live in that kind of life for for a while. So uh, they can either talk about it or make fun of it. And that's all this kind of is. Um, you know, the song doesn't jump out as one of my favorites. Um, I do like the log guitar a lot and the, the the organ. It's just it's simple organ, but I just I like the uh, the underground of it. Um, Definitely serves its purpose going you know, going through. Or they kind of stayed away from you know the gangsta yeah. kind of trappy stuff and yeah, it's, it's kind of a throwing throwing a bone to the old fans or whatever. Yeah, besides like, snapping and trapping, yeah. it's kind of like that. Yeah, they both got that kind of sound too. Maybe they were recorded right around the same time, or that was more uh, big boys kind of push. Because I'm sure they were both pushing to get all their songs onto the album, so maybe that's more what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's Andre. But I'll still take my guitar, take a walk in the park. If it's for the wealth, I'll stop. You don't hear that in rap. No. <laughs> it's exactly opposite of why people got into rap. Just to pull 
And I like how he did it. It's like me selling some dope because my girlfriend wants to shop. <laughs> Wrong reason. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to sell dope, it's because you're trying to pay rent. You're trying to get by. But if you're doing it to so show off to so your girlfriend go buy some dresses. What's the point? You're putting yourself through that just to live that lifestyle? Yeah. So I, I really like how Andre kind of cleans it up and, and uh, does a nice little twist on, on the end there. But no. no not one of my faves on that on the album, but needed to be thrown in there. Like you said, a little shot back to their old school kind of roots. Um, and then the last three here are the the stankest of the stanky. Like it gets dirty beyond recognition. There's, I guess there's there's rapping on it, but it not really. No. This is where it gets stanky. out there. Yeah, this is where. The, and of course, they threw it on the end of the album. Mm-hmm. Like if you're still if you made it through, if you just wanted to hear jams, you put on the. If you want to put on the you know some of the top songs of all time, you listen to the first half of the album. Then you got more of our deeper cuts right in the middle, and then these last three, or, or even gangster shit and Red Velvet too. It just keeps getting a little, uh, little smelly. The weed smell gets a little. It's like it's a little thick. Feels like yeah. you're in a room with just a lot of weed. It's caught up. It's yeah. catching up now. But they but they go pretty dark with toilet t-shirt on this next toilet one. Toilet tissue is pretty. It's heavy. This is a story here. Toilet tissue number twenty-one. Messing with his voice heavily. You got this spraying synth just washing over you. Yeah. It's funky, but he's 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 beautifying it too. He is. You know, it's not just funky for funk's sake. No. Oh, for funk's sake. Uh, we're talking about a 14-year-old girl with a baby on the way and her thinking about and committing suicide out in the back bathroom. Um dark. And right here, he goes into this more his his crooning. Oh no, sorry, no, it's the breakdown of the story. The mom's calling uh, Tisha. That organ in the background just really dark. It's like crying. That it's got slap bass, slow slap funk. The guitar's rising up. It's giving you all kind of uh, anxiety. And then it's crooning. That sounds like Love Below. Yeah. He's got, I mean, the narrative of the story is this is a sad song. Yeah. It's a really sad song, yeah. you know? I mean, it's kind of, there's a, 
Tupac's uh, Brenda's Got a Baby is kind of the same yeah. same story. I mean, there's a, a few of them. There's a Keisha song by by uh, Kendrick Lamar is kind of this, got, got the same story of just that like young girl got herself into got herself into some trouble. So I'm guessing it happened a lot. If yeah, everyone. So. Yeah. yeah. And then a big boy comes in with just spoken word, and he does a great job. Just kind of breaks down the uh, the story of, yeah. about uh, that when you're young and you think your issues are, even though being pregnant at 14 is pretty huge. Yeah. They were all laying over. Yeah. Yeah. That's but to her, she's just uh, trying to admit that to anyone. Can't do it. Uh, it it's just weird the burdens that teenagers take on themselves that. They'll end their lives over things the, like the that. Li- the teenager's life is so finite to them, and they only have so much experience and, and, and stuff to, to back What's your around. first heavy thing? Yeah. I mean, for me, my first heartbreak was like, what the fuck yeah. is this? I will never this will love never, again. Yeah, exactly. And since I've grown, you know. Imagine having this. a kid. Or, or ma- yeah, ma- well, imagine having suicidal thoughts where I actually want to do it because I, you think that this is literally, it's over. Yeah. And, you know, nothing a 14... There are some things a 14-year-old can do where it's, you know, this is forever, and, and now you're going to have to deal with it one way or another, but, you know... To this, to, to, to Tisha, the having a kid was 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 that thing. She came, yep. She done come down to the crossroads, and now she got to choose fatality. Yeah, this isn't a, um, a this is a not a gem. It's not a not a, jam. Not a banger. Not a banger. This is no banger. This is a saddie. Um, but it's got some soul to it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love what he does to his voice there. And I just that synth is so good. I want to find that note on my keyboard and just, <laughs> or no, just a. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's got little uh, guitar. It almost sounds like organized noise did this, but it's earth tone. Yeah. This is uh, this is Andre just sitting in his room, making some weird shit. Maybe at the beginning he has the the electric guitar going through. Yeah. Too. I think he's playing that too. Probably, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, uh, stanky everywhere. Let's just get even more stankier. Let's go to the next. Slum beautiful. Slum beautiful. Is that you? Yeah. That's good. Is that kind of you the song? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> more of that uh, love below on this too it's just all getting that level that he does run and uh, you know the last song was about a ghetto ghetto girl killing herself now this is a shout out to the slum beautiful women of the of the ghetto mm-hmm. got backwards guitars got a really weird uh 
drum beat stutter like i can't it's like a 15 step yeah it definitely is yeah yeah i went it's almost exactly like that it's almost yeah because you can't even bob your head to it it's just got that it's like the glitch hop yeah I wrote, uh, oh, the seagull comes on this. Yeah, it's like a spiritual ghetto song. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love the, the, the background guitar. I think that's all under again. Driving, I plumb crazy. Slum beautiful. Driving, I plumb crazy. Is that? I don't know what that means. Driving, I plumb crazy. So, so amazing. Yeah. Just the uh, a shout out to the beautiful women of the uh, the world. Well, more ghetto, ghetto girls. Hood rats? Is that what they? Yeah. But you know, some people like rats. We go with uh, CeeLo. Yeah, CeeLo showing up. We all know him from, well, he has a lot of solo albums, and he was part of Goody Mob. And then, of course, uh, Miles Barkley. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's been part of the, the Dungeon Family group since the early 90s. And he always goes cosmic and weird. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of a trippy dude. Yeah, totally. He's a, he's a deep guy. He's, he's uh, something about that their, their little the dungeon family they're just kind of cosmic probably going down in that dungeon yeah doing shit just got some sort of down psychedelic <laughs> yeah that's yeah. I mean you don't hear this just don't hear it anymore. yeah it is it's the 15 step of uh, hip hop that's a good way to put it yeah so after some beautiful we got a little uh Got another little interlude, and and that goes into the final track of the album. Yep. So let's listen to the final prenup interlude. You want to spontaneously combust? That's what we'll do. Hey, baby. Yeah. You know we've been together for a long time, right? Yeah. But I got one question to ask you. Yes. Will you marry me? Yes. Good. But I got one more question. Yeah. We signed a prenuptial agreement. What? What does love look like? Love looks like you. What does love feel like? Love feels like this. What does love smell like? Love smells like That drop right there. 
And the girls come in singing the note. And you got multiple Andre Stank love voices. The epitome of a dirty, danky, uh, sex orgy swimming in a fishbowl of marijuana smoke. And you're just... You're just reaching for stuff. And I can just imagine just kind of being in like a fishbowl over your head and you're like, what's up? What's down? We're having this sex and the two become one thing where it's just, yeah. what's me? Where do I stop? And where do you begin? Yeah. And when is everything happening? And, you know, you're blunted the fuck up. Yeah. So. There, there might even be a little ecstasy going on here. This just sounds, uh, they're on another level of uh, dirty, dirty sex here. Yeah, it's a synth bass. It's holding it down. It's actually like very, very rudimentary instrumental. There's not much going on. It doesn't need to be. It's just doing enough. Sleepy Brown killing it right there. And uh, watching the documentary of, with them, Sleepy Brown got a little out of control after the whole waterfalls thing when they were just making dough with girls and drugs and he was and, and the other guys too and just ecstasy all the time and just getting dirty getting lit yeah this Spank probably kind of lost in that lost in that lifestyle but just uh even not just connecting to someone at a unspoken word level yeah it's almost a spiritual sort of sexual sexual uh, encounter yeah and CeeLo comes in or is this the big rube part this is big rube right I don't know big rube but he goes where uh, you were just talking about where do I end where do you begin and uh, taking, yeah, taking sex to the spiritual level, if you will, where you become not yourself, some other goddamn animal. And what a great way to end Stank on you with the self-titled song. And just, uh, you know, they didn't go out with a big B.O.B. or a pop song or anything like that. Just down and dirty Stanky. Mm -hmm. Down in the dungeon. Yeah. It's definitely, you know... <clears throat> it's definitely a uh, manifestation of the stuff that they were doing in the dungeon. Yeah. Just, I mean, this is is this psychedelic? Is this funky? What is? Yeah. What, what is? It's a little bit of all of that, all of that stuff that they were working on. And it's, it's thank own. Yeah. And it's seven minutes long, so it's the longest track on the album. And it's just a free form kind of dirty sex jam at the end of the album to to go. Out. And they they do that stank love at the end. They they'll say like stank love and it'll just be completely quiet for like three four seconds and then stank love and we'll do that a couple more and then it fades away and that's the album yeah and it's a great way to go out it is and the, the girl background screaming and stuff like that it's just like you know it sounds like they're having orgasms and it's pleasure it's uh definitely it's definitely spiritual dark pleasures yeah and that ends the 2000 Stankonia, Outcast album, their fourth. Um, they would go on to do one more official album, and I guess they would do the uh, Out of Wild. 
Idlewild, the the movie soundtrack. Um, but out of all, you know, the, we already talked about the the one after this, where it's almost just two solo albums. This is their last cohesive band album. You can already hear the the fracture of them not being on songs, being on different songs, the, especially the second half. Yeah. Of this. Yeah. yeah. I think. Andre's like, I want to put this on. And Big Boy's like, what What are we doing now? This is cool, but mm-hmm. how and do I even rap on this? Yeah, and I think they have they have gone sort of two different directions with their careers, really. Yeah. And, you know, a shame or not a shame, I don't know. But it obviously would like them to come out with new shit. But <clears throat> if, you know, they just don't feel like doing that anymore, then... God bless them for, well, for feeling, for, for whatever. They could, they're allowed to feel that way. Well, Big Boy still, he's got yeah. three solo albums. He mm-hmm. just came out with his third. I haven't heard the third one. He's doing something with uh, band Fanagram. Oh, so has that not come out yet? No, I th- no, it's come out. No, okay. I mean, like, that's his new, yeah. new this new project, the tour in that. Yeah. Um, Big Grams. His two solo albums are really good. Yeah. Um, it's the one with the... Sir Lucius Left. The one with the, Big Daddy the last one. The one with uh, the computer... I don't remember the name tech, of it. whatever it is, but it's real. Uh, it's pretty cool. You know, Andre is probably he's he's kind of in. You know, they did tour two years ago, uh, and it just kind of seemed from things I read about it just was not a just was not the best time for for either of them. Yeah, and just well, Andre just really doesn't want a tour at all. Yeah, um, and I can't imagine. I, I, we are. I was at the. The comeback show at Coachella, the first one before they went on tour. Um, I really liked it, but I get why people maybe were disappointed or because he wasn't doing his. They wanted him to be the, the you know, dance for me clown mm-hmm. kind of thing where yeah. they want him to be his crazy self that he was. And he still is. He wore like some just all black suit with a white wig. Um, but he was more mellow, and he must have been nervous as shit. Yeah, it's been, what was We're like playing a tiny years. show tonight, and I'm already thinking about it. I can't, yeah. you're playing Coachella. You haven't played in 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. And everyone is coming to see you? you yeah. Know? That's, that's got to be crazy. And, and, and just reading about it, he wasn't really into it. Um, and he even said, you know, the money was there, and I and this, I wanted to give back to the fans and and played our legacy that we have at this moment i think he is going to come out with stuff eventually i don't think it's going to be anything like outcast and i don't think that's going to happen again mm-hmm. and nor does it need to no i think they they look at their little discography right there and you put it up against pretty much anyone and it's uh it's one of the best yeah so i don't know if they want to not ruin that unless they really think they got some strong songs um big boy still does what he does um, and I, I do like those albums. You, it was called Vicious Lies and Dangerous Rumors. Yeah, that was oh, the, that, that's a really good one. That's the second album, and then the first one was Sir Lucius Left Foot, the son of mm-hmm. Chico Dusty. Both really good albums. Um, it doesn't ha- it sounds like it sounds like half of Outcast, um, mm-hmm. but it just it's not at the Outcast caliber because you don't have you don't have Andre. Yep. Um, I but, mean, one of hip hop's best albums. One of Outcast's best albums. Yeah, and um, I wonder though, do you, how do you come back from winning? Not that anyone who wins Album of the Year quits and stops saying I can't do anymore. I, I hit the top of the mountain, but they were the first hip hop album to ever do it. They're almost like, unless I have something that I that can take it to the next level, besides Idlewild, you know, mm-hmm. just a, a a real album. Then let's not do that. Let's let's say we went out there. Um, yeah, and we have Stankonia right before it. 
Yeah. With these songs, you get those first two um, that are are going down in top 40 history. You'll be hearing them on the radio until we're old and gray. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, just a really pretty amazing effort of for a hip-hop band to try to put funk and gospel and <coughs> rock and roll and uh, drum and bass and dirty hip-hop and you know dirty prince kind of sex music and all into one album and it's a kaleidoscope for all that so if you really like music that kind of changes throughout an album this is this is one to uh, to put on it's got funny interludes it's long you get a 73 minutes but uh well worth the ride get on the stinkoni express what was it stick on the express. express what was the other one the railroad the underground smell road underground smell road chat um, chattanooga yeah. Locomotive. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> um, I mean, when you look at the the amount of people who were on this out this record too. I mean, you have something like you know 15 people, you know, either playing horns or bass or keyboards, guitar, drums, yeah, backup vocals. Not to mention the guest performers. Um, all of it shows. It all shows in just how diverse this 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 album it yeah. i mean you have your your straight up club bangers you have your stank songs and and then you have your kind of you know your 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 outliers yeah and that's true uh, the, as far as like they would go around to clubs and find atlanta musicians and they're like you're, you're dope come play on an outcast album mm-hmm. who wouldn't want to do that you know so yeah they kind of kept it atlanta community had just players come on random people um, that's really cool that they would do that. And a quick thing is just how dope the album the cover yeah, is. Yeah, we never even went into that. Yeah, we I was thinking about cover. that halfway through. But yeah, the album is so dope. The black American flag. It's a good look. Yeah. I'm 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 for it. Yeah. I know a lot of people would be really pissed, but yeah, uh, I'm into it. It's a powerful album cover and, and <laughs> Andre just looks like he's from another planet there. Yeah. And big, uh, big boy's got his hair permed and they pressed <laughs> down. Uh just Atlanta as fuck. Yeah, uh, Atlanta's yeah. finest. Atlanta's finest. And uh, yeah, that's the Stankonia flag. Um, so there it is, folks. Great album. It's still, still kind of fading away. It's mm-hmm. a long song. They just go to the Stank Love. Um, what song would should we go out on? The that's beat. a good question. We didn't, we didn't think of that before. No. Um, I we, mean, we came in with intro. Let me start with Gasoline Dreams. Um, do the the B to the O to the B. We could do that. That's fine. Uh, it's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Outcast uh, podcast. Um, don't forget to go to our website at www.thisismusicpodcast.com. Um, and listen outcast listen to music support your people your friend your fans of and if you like this podcast please rate and review on iTunes or however you listen just give us a little feedback um, it would help just what you like, want to know don't. yeah if you're listening we you see that people are listening and we th- th- thank you for that um, a little interaction would be cool if you have anything to say nice or negative or however you guys want just uh Come say something to us. We love you.